Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, June 11th, 2014, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of DoubleWideNetwork.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The So-Called Star of David. But before we get started, let us pray. Dear Lord God, we humbly come before your throne this day. Father, we thank you for the time that you've given us to send your word around the world. Lord God, we ask that the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit open the eyes and ears of your people to hear and to receive that into their heart and spirit, which you have prepared and ordained for this last hour. And Lord God, we thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, and we command in the name of that one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, that Satan be bound. Satan, get behind us, for he who is in us is greater than he who is in this world. You have no power and authority over any part of our mind, body, heart, soul, spirits, speech, health, or anything else. We command in the name of Jesus Christ that you be bound, and we plead the blood of Jesus against you. And we ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another riveting episode of Streams in the Desert Live. Well, my friends, as we begin today's broadcast, I would just like to say a couple of things going in. The first being that this broadcast is an update to one that I did back in 2012. And with that said, we have a lot of ground to cover in a very short period of time. Over the years, I've had a burning question that I was wanting the Lord to answer, which he answered by way of the first airing of this broadcast back in 2012. Now the question was this, Lord, why does the Star of David that is seen on the Israeli flag and on the necklace hanging around my neck, that was up until the first week of May 2012, have six points? I know it sounds crazy, folks, but this is just how I communicate with the Lord. And as of as late as the day before the airing of this broadcast for the first time, back in May of 2012, the pieces of the puzzle seemed to fall into place for me so that I was able and might be able today to bring to you in the listening audience who have spiritual eyes and ears to see and hear with this message from the Lord God for such a time as this. Before we go into the meat of the matter, I would first like to put you in remembrance of the very words of Jesus' reply to his disciples as seen in Matthew chapter 24, when they, his disciples that is, asked him, what shall be the sign of thy coming? and of the end of the world. 
To find the answer to this question, my friends, we must begin in, as I have just stated, Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 1, which reads thusly, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? My friends, please listen closely as the next scripture holds the key to the answer that the disciples desired of Jesus and is the same answer that we here in this very hour have much need of. At what time can simply be referred to as 11.59 and split seconds, which is the time just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is none other than he who spoke these very words that are about to be shared in regard to the sign of his soon return for all those who are praying, ready, watching, and waiting for his imminent return in what is called the rapture or the catching away of the saints. For Matthew chapter 24, verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, My friends, listen closely. Here's the key to the sign of the time just before the Lord returns, which is now. The Lord Jesus Christ said, Take heed that no man deceive you. Well, my friends, with that now incorporated into our thinking, let us return to the subject at hand, which is my answer from the Lord God concerning my question about the so-called Star of David. A while back, as I pondered this question that I had asked of the Lord, he began to show me some things that at the time I didn't realize were pieces to this puzzle. But as time passed, the pieces began to fall into place, of which I now am going to attempt to lay out in few words for you by way of the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. I first must begin by saying a couple of things, which are, A, I am of Jewish descent, and B, I love the people of the land of Israel that belong to the one and only true and living God, who is the creator of heaven, earth, and is as well the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the Father of my Lord, Master, and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ, with all my heart, and will forever stand with them. With that said, here's the answer that the Lord God gave me concerning the so-called Star of David. First of all, you have to remember that there that for everything that the Lord God has set in place, even before the foundation of this world was ever laid, Satan has tried to conjure up a counterfeit for it, so as to try and do just what the Lord Jesus Christ told us that he, Satan that is, would be doing and trying to do here at the end of time as we know it, just before the return of Jesus Christ in the rapture. Folks, you must remember that God and Satan are in a spiritual battle, and yours and my very soul is the ultimate prize that Satan wants to drag down with him when he is forever cast into the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone at his and God's final battle at the end of the thousand-year reign of peace upon this earth, which belongs to God's one and only begotten Son, and is better known as the millennial kingdom reign of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who there again is Jesus Christ. This is how the Lord God answered me concerning this matter. One day he showed me, through his word, the meaning behind the ancient northern and southern kingdoms of the nation of Israel. In few words, the northern kingdom of the nation of Israel was called the kingdom of Israel. Its capital was Samaria, while the southern kingdom was and is called 
the kingdom of Judah, which is with its capital, shall I say, being Jerusalem, as it has been since the Lord God first put his name upon it. Now, to make a very long story short, the people of the northern kingdom called Israel, which was located within the nation of Israel, were very wicked people who mixed their so-called worship of the one and only true and living God of Israel with that of many false gods and became a mingled, in other words, mixed up people, and were in time allowed by God to be destroyed by the Assyrian Empire, which was the northern kingdom of Babylon. The southern kingdom of the nation of Israel, which was and is called Judah, continued to worship the one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, and Israel, of whose name was placed upon the city of Jerusalem. So now that we have established the setting for the underpinning of our story concerning the so-called Star of David, we find that God tells us in his word that Israel one day would once again become a nation, as it did on May 14, 1948. But my friends, the Lord said nothing of the ruling of that nation from 1948 to the time that the Lord Jesus would reappear on the scene to bring peace to God's people once and for all at the setting up of his thousand-year or millennial kingdom reign of peace just before eternity begins. My friends, what I am simply saying here is, have you ever seen or do you now see in Israel peace from the time of her rebirth to this date? I see none. The answer would be a resounding no. And my friends, I know that it's really quick, but with that said, and just before the fur really begins to fly, let us enjoy a really awesome song. Be right back. Sometimes I feel I'm pulled in so many wrong directions. Sometimes I feel the world seducing my affections. It's not that I it's just a heart that's prone to stray But with my weaknesses at me
First Love, Petra, one of my very favorite songs. My friends, I am feeling a real attack in the studio here today. So right now, in the name of Jesus, Satan, I command that you flee, and I plead the blood of Jesus against you. You have no power and authority over this word that is to go out to the hearers of this word from the Lord God. I command in the name of Jesus Christ that you be bound. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against you, and I ask Lord Jesus that you would release love, joy, peace, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding into the spirits of the hearer this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Just before the break, my friends, we were touching on the fact that since Israel's rebirth in 1948, to date, there still has not been any real and lasting peace in the land. So what I'm getting at, my friends, is that some of the people who were responsible for the resettling of the current state of Israel are not who you or the people of Israel think they are. My friends, the flag and its chosen symbol that flies over the current state of Israel does not belong to the one and only true and living God who is creator of Israel, but in reality belongs to men and Satan. Yes, it's excruciatingly true. The six-pointed star that flies on the flag of Israel is satanic and is part of the plot to bring Israel down and not to build her up. The God-ordained emblem, biblically speaking, of Israel is the menorah, as it is seen on what is called the emblem of Israel, and was adopted in 1948 at her rebirth, and is pictured with the menorah flanked on either side with olive branches, of which is the true symbol of peace. For my friends, the peace that Israel longs for will only be made possible when the Lord Jesus Christ returns to set up his millennial kingdom in Jerusalem, Israel, which will reign in and provide complete peace for the next thousand years and is set to take place just after the close of the time of the Great Tribulation which is also known as the time of Jacob's trouble, the 42 months or three and a half years of the open rule and reign of the Antichrist and his false prophet, as well as the simultaneous appointed time of the outpouring of the wrath of the one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, Israel, and all mankind, my friends, of which are these names just given, are names that are given in the word of God to the second three and a half years of what is known in its completeness as the seven years of tribulation, and is that which is soon and very soon to appear upon the face of this present sinful and evil planet. My friends, I do not take this matter lightly, as I was wearing a very beautiful replica of that satanic symbol up until May of 2012, and believed that it was to show my love for the people and land of Israel, my heritage. Let me ask you a very deep question. Do you really believe that the Lord God would place over the land of his people of Israel a symbol that was used to bring under bondage and identify Jews during the Holocaust for extermination? Yes, my friends, a yellow star, so-called Star of David was used to identify Jews during the Holocaust for extermination in the gas chambers and ovens of the Nazi death camps where over six million Jews as well as millions of others, died. My friends, as this so-called six-pointed star of David is worn, and as it flies the skies of Israel over their nation, Satan at this very moment is sitting back laughing 
thinking as usual that he has won and will be, in the end, the champion of all things. Just as I'm sure that he sat back and laughed when he thought he was done with the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, whose name is Jesus Christ, just before his, Jesus's, that is, glorious and victorious resurrection of that day. Here's the scoop, my friends. The six-pointed so-called Star of David has nothing to do with the one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, Israel, and who is at the same time the father of my Lord, Master, and Savior, who is as well, according to the very word of God, the only Savior of all mankind, and his name is Jesus Christ. But this six-pointed star and so-called Star of David has everything to do with Satan, his worshipers, and their plan to take over the world. This so-called Star of David is, in reality, a hexagram, which means six-pointed star, which is the most revered piece of satanic paraphernalia found in witchcraft. Look it up, my friends. It's all right there. It's highly revered in Freemasonry, Skull and Bones, Mormonism, Islam, and many other mystery religions, as well as secret societies and religious practices, and is the satanic hard soul and thought process behind that of the building of the Tower of Babel that was later adopted by the so-called House of Rothschild or the House of the Red Shield, better known as the Illuminati, who are the handlers by way of the power and working of Satan that control the thoughts and actions of the so-called elite of this present perverse and wicked world, who are and have been for many years the financiers and perfectors of a complete takeover of the world who are looking to bring in what is called the one world system that will become, unbeknownst to most of them, a tool in the hand of the soon-coming Antichrist and his false prophet, who will bring the above so-called new world order and one world government in, of which my friends will include the mark of the beast, and a one-world system of religion. And here's the real kicker. The head, or shall we say, the all-seeing eye of the Illuminati, the so-called House of Rothschild, were and are Israelis, meaning that they are descendants of those from the northern kingdom of Israel which held the same name as its nation, which was and is Israel, until it was completely and forever annihilated in 722 B.C. And those who resided there, my friends, were and are not of the Jews. Because but are rather descendants my friends, of those from the northern kingdom of Israel who throughout history have chosen to follow Satan rather than the one and only true and living God who is the creator and restorer of the nation of Israel and the kingdom of Judah, whose capital was, is, and always will be Jerusalem. And with that said, just before you chop off my head, my friends, the Lord God in his word has made a provision for the statements conveyed and heard here today, and are as followed. First, proving that there would be and has from the beginning been a counterfeit star of David. The Lord God himself says to those who call themselves Jews, but who are not, because my friends, you are not a Jew unless you are a descendant from the southern kingdom of the nation of Israel, which there again is called Judah, and wherein lies the capital that was, is, and always will be Jerusalem, 
And with that said, in Amos chapter 5, beginning at verse 21, the Lord God addresses those who call themselves Jews, but who are not, thusly. When he proclaims, beginning in verse 21, I hate, I despise your feast days, says the Lord God, and I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though ye offered me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them, neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs, for I will not hear the melody of thy vials, but let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. Have ye offered unto me sacrifices and offerings in the wilderness forty years, O house of Israel? See, my friends, most people think they're talking about the nation of Israel when it is spoken there, but they're talking about those, God is separating those from the southern kingdom, and he's calling them out as they were the northern kingdom at the time, and they were called Israel, aside from the nation being named Israel. The Lord God says, but ye have bore, listen very closely, my friends, but ye have bore the tabernacle of your Moloch and Chin, your images, the star of your God, which ye have made unto yourselves. Therefore, I will cause you to go out into captivity beyond Damascus, saith the Lord, whose name is the God of hosts. My friends, this was the Lord pronouncing the fact, even before it happened, because the God that we serve is the God that knows the end from the beginning, Isaiah chapter 46, 10. He was telling the house of Israel that one day they would be taken into captivity by someone who was beyond the boundaries of Damascus, Syria, my friends. And the uh, Assyria which was the northern kingdom of Babylon, was beyond the boundaries of Syria because it is the northern kingdom, was the northern kingdom of, of um, Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq. Moving on to the New Testament, we as Christians and Jews alike are once again reminded of the words of Amos in chapter, uh, Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 53, where it is said of Moses that when 40 years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of the Mount uh, Sinai an angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight and as he drew near to behold it, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, I am the Lord God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses trembled, and darest not behold. Then said the Lord to him, Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. I have seen, God said, I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groanings, and am come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send thee unto Egypt. This Moses in whom they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer, by the hand of the angel which appeared unto him in the bush. He brought them out after that he had showed them wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear, in reference to the Lord Jesus Christ, which was to come. This he, this is he, Moses said, 
that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake unto him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers, who received the lively oracles to give unto us, to whom our fathers, the speaker in Acts says, would not obey, but thrust him from them, and in their hearts turned back again to Egypt, or turned back to sin, my friends, saying unto Aaron, make an Make unto us gods to go before us. For as for this Moses, which brought us out of the land of Egypt, we what not what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days and offered sacrifices unto the idol and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. O ye house of Israel, have ye offered to me slain beast and sacrifice by the space of 40 years in the wilderness? And once again, my friends, it is reiterated in the New Testament. Yea, the Lord God says, you took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your God, Rephim, figures which ye made to worship them. And I will carry you away beyond Babylon, says the Lord God. My friends, I'm going to stop here for a moment because I have uh, some callers on the line, and let's go check it out. Hello, this is Pastor Dana. Hi, Pastor Dana. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How's it uh, going? Uh, it's always busy. I'm just sitting here enjoying the broadcast. I could hear your attacks that were going on there. That Ooh. was... Yeah, I can. It's I a know. heavy one. It's a heavy one. When you're going to come yeah. against the thing that all people in the modern world think is the right thing, and God has sent you to do that thing, I'm telling you, it's not going to be an easy road to hoe, you know? No, it's not. You know, and I encourage the listeners right now, you know, this is a very hard thing to accept, but I encourage you, go. Look it up to yourself. Amen. Look it up to yourself. Amen. I mean, this it's all is not over. something that, yeah, that we're making up. This is something you can go and verify on the web. You know what? This is of no private interpretation. And, and here in just a second, the Lord is going to even add more scriptures that verify what is being said this very hour is a mystery that he has revealed to all who have spiritual eyes and ears to see and hear with. All they have to do is receive it. It's Amen. of no, there again, it's of no private interpretation. And, and that is so true. And, you know, even when we were in Israel looking around, it is just everywhere. That's the, the right. flags are everywhere. The symbols are everywhere. But, you know, for those whose eyes are open and who can spiritually interpret what is going on, you know, the world is asleep. Well, this is true. And that's just to the point now where, you know, people like you who've gotten on, you know, the public and gotten to the public on air and able to tell people about this is the biggest and, and most important thing, that people's eyes will start to be opened and start to look and to search the scriptures and search what they've always assumed as being just normal. Acceptable, normal, That's and right. right. And right. it's all wrong. Amen. It's all wrong. And you know what? As we have said here, it's not me. This no. is from the Lord. I would not <laughs> even dare try to come against the symbol that has been known around the world of Israel if I didn't know it was the Lord speaking to me to do so, because it's a symbol of man and Satan. It's not the symbol of God. I've already clarified which, that which God has prepared and ordained since before the foundation of this world was ever laid. That would be the emblem of Israel, which is the menorah. It is all throughout the Old Testament and on into the New Testament. Amen. And you know, I think the other thing that you really stress is we love Israel. Amen. Yes, we, we do. We love the people of Israel. Yes, we do. We hate the things that are distracting from that. Yes. The, the things of this world that people are using to control. Yes. And it's the people of Israel. It's God's people you know, that we love. You know, today, 
uh, Pastor Tom, it's only a piece of the puzzle that's being given out to the world at large. They have to uh, take that piece of the puzzle and put it into the walk that they have Amen. with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if they don't have a walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's kind of like going to Costco. If you want to buy anything, you're going to have to get a membership. So yeah. the fact is, is if you want to know more about what the Lord has to say about these things, you're going to have to start a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ, who shed his precious and holy blood for the sins of all mankind, that is, of all mankind who will call upon him and Amen. have him be their Lord, Master, and only Savior, which means way of escape, my friends, your way of escape. And, and he'll take you on a path that you will never regret and you will never look back again. Amen. This is true. And you know what? I'm going to go back to the word here for a minute. Very good. And uh, thank you for calling, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye. My friends, once again, here is another rendering of what the Lord God has and had to say to and about those who call themselves Jews but who are not. In Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 11, Jesus declares to us all by way of these powerful and anointed Holy Ghost-filled words written down in the Word of God by the hand of John the Revelator, when he, Jesus that is, says, And unto the angel of the church of Smyrna, write these things, saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive, in reference to himself, my friends, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. My friends, this is a mystery of God right there. In the first part of the scripture, God is speaking to his very own people. They lack the, the riches of the world, but they are rich beyond measure with the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. The Lord God right here is addressing his own people from Israel to every corner of this earth. Those who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ can hang their hat on this piece of the scripture right here. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, the Lord says. But he goes on to describe another set of people in the same scripture, and he says, And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. My friends, the word synagogue means assembly, congregation, or worshipers. So that actually reads, the Lord God says, I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the, of the synagogue or the assembly, congregation, or worshipers of Satan. Fear none of these things, says the Lord God, which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. My friends, this right here is a veiled and mysterious reference to the time that the southern kingdom of Israel, Judah, would spend 70 years in captivity under Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. Because if the Lord God makes reference to one week being seven years, as it is in the tribulation, seven years times 10 would be 70 years. The Lord God says, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that has an ear, Jesus says, let him hear what the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, says unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Continuing on, in Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 12, Jesus once again says, And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David. The word key, my friends, can sometimes mean solution. He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth, I know thy works, Jesus said. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. There's that golden thread that runs through the word of God always, my friends, and his name is Jesus Christ.
The Lord Jesus says, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, or the worshipers of Satan, my friends, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie, says the Lord Jesus. Behold, I will make them come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. My friends, this is an uh, first, a direct reference to the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to have all those who are against him bow down before those who are of his people, the Jews, which come from the southern kingdom of the land and nation of Israel, whose capital was, is, and always will be Jerusalem. Verse 10 says, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, the Lord Jesus says, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. That is, if you're not gone in the rapture, my friends, because that scripture right there only refers to those left behind to suffer the time of tribulation and the rule and reign of the Antichrist and the outpouring of God's wrath upon the earth. Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. What's the crown, my friends? It is the crown of eternal life. Jesus said, he that overcometh, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is new, Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, Jesus said, and I will write upon him my new name. My friends, do you know and have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? The one who holds the key to eternal life and whose name, there again, is Jesus Christ? The Lord God tells us that today is the day of salvation. My friends, the word salvation means way of escape. Or in other words, Today is the day that we need to be securing our way of escape from the soon coming outpouring of the wrath of the Lord God upon all who chose and choose not to have a personal relationship with or lived their lives for his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ. In John chapter 3, Jesus says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that whosoever believeth in him and live their life for him will receive eternal life in the eternity that is yet to come. My friends, Jesus as well tells us in John chapter 14, verse 6, that no man comes unto the Father except by him who is Jesus Christ. My friends, the Lord God also makes it clear in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, that people cannot, do not, and will not enter into the eternal kingdom of God, better known as heaven, by way of their good works, but only by having their names written down in the Lamb's book of life, which is where the Lord God writes your name when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as the one and only Savior of your life. And live the said life in the here and now as is becoming of a Christian. Knowing God's word, knowing it well, and knowing it correctly for yourself. And as for all my friends who refuse the gift of the precious and holy shed blood of the one and only begotten son of the one and only true and living God, whose name is Jesus Christ, as a covering for their sins, will, my friends, have nothing to look forward to but that which has been laid out in the word of God, which says that all of those names that are not found written in the Lamb's book of life will forever be cast into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, where Satan, the Antichrist, his false prophet, and all who have rejected Rejected, my friends, the only true and living Savior of all mankind, who there again is none other than Jesus Christ. 
My friends, time is very short. And I just want you to know that what I have said here today is verifiable. You can go and you can find the so-called Star of David on many of the temples and structures around the world that have nothing to do with God. It is nowhere ever mentioned in the Word of God as a good thing. We have already seen in the Word of God that which the Lord thinks of this star God, which has nothing to do with him. And actually, as you get into checking these things out, if the Lord so inclines you to do so, you find out that this is uh, actually a God representation of Jupiter, my friends. It goes on and on and on. Throughout history, there are many false gods that have been worshipped. There is only one true and living God who has a one and only begotten son who laid down his life. God raised him from the dead that we could be brought into that eternal life with him. My friends, through the blood covering of his precious and holy shed blood for our sins, for the sins of the whole world, my friends, the Lord Jesus Christ died, and the Lord God raised him from the dead, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. My friends, today is the day of salvation. And, you know, here again, we've had another school shooting just yesterday. They were making mention that this is the 74th school shooting since Newtown. And my friends, I said, why didn't they go back and give me the statistics on school shootings between 1999, when the first school shooting that we were ever made aware of in Columbine happened? How many would we find then? My friends, uh, this past weekend, there was an actor who was uh, just on the New Jersey Turnpike, and six cars were involved, as you have heard, I'm sure, with a Walmart truck, semi-truck, my friends. One person was even killed. Was that person ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ, or will they go to hell from now until the time that God has the final judgment day which comes after the thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ upon this earth. And then, once they have entered into hell, my friends, their judgment at the day of the great white throne judgment of God is only to seal the deal that they will then forevermore be cast into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, where the Antichrist and the false prophet will already be at that time because they are cast into the lake of fire at the end of the seven years of tribulation. The word of God says that the Antichrist and the false prophet are cast alive into the lake of fire. And then at the final day of judgment, Satan himself is then cast in to the lake of fire that the word of God says where the false prophet and the beast are already, my friends. And at that last judgment day of God, before eternity begins, my friends, those who have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the history of this world will then have their judgment day. And if we could listen in, possibly we would hear only one question that the Lord God would have to say to each and every one of those persons, which we know is not true in one way, because he's not going to say anything to them, because he's the God that knows the end from the beginning. But if he were to say something to them, it would probably be, what did you do with my son? How did you present to the world the gift that my son brought to all people. And my friends, he already knows their answer. They have no answer. 
they will just march off to be forever cast into the lake of fire from that moment on. My friends, it's a very real thing. You know, people don't like to talk about hell. They like to talk about utopia. They like to talk about uh, heaven. Uh, But, you know, it's like the saying that the Lord gave me many years ago. If you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it in heaven later? My friends, heaven belongs to the Lord God, whose one and only begotten Son is Jesus Christ, who is soon to rule, to take the throne, and rule and reign forevermore in heaven. And we will be there with him if we have given our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ in this life and have lived for him during the time that we've had left in our lives after surrendering our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, if today you would like to begin a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you may do so. Because in a few minutes, we're going to pray a prayer of repentance to receive salvation. The word repentance, my friend, means regret. And the word salvation means there again, way of escape. So you're praying a prayer of regret for the sins that you've committed knowingly in your life since you were born, my friends. We're born into sin. We make a choice to serve the Lord Jesus Christ because we're already in the world of sin. So if you don't want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, just keep doing what you're doing and keep rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ because I'm telling you, your last stop will be the lake of fire, according to the word of God, not my word. But today, my friends, if you are remorseful and regretful for the way that you've lived your life, and you are ashamed of the way that you've lived your life, my friends, the Lord Jesus Christ is waiting for you with open arms, ready to receive you, and ready to give you a life in the here and now that is beyond belief. My friends, that's not to say that you won't have trials and tribulations on through this life, because you will. But you will have the one who holds the key to eternity, taking care of all of your issues if you have a personal relationship with the Lord and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ. My friends, God loves you. And his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, died for you and your sins and my sins. My friends, if we had been the only person, you or I had been the only person on the face of this planet, he still would have done it for us because the Lord God created us to have relationship with him and to be loved by him and for us to reciprocate, to show him love and honor and give him glory. So my friends, today, as we get ready to go to prayer, search your soul today, my friends. Let that small, still voice of the Holy Spirit speak to you. And as he starts to draw out the fact that you're feeling convicted, that's what it's called, my friends. I know it's not taught in the churches today, but my friends, it's through conviction that the Lord sets us upon the straight and narrow path, which leads to life everlasting, that few there be that ever find it, if we surrender our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ through the prompting of the Holy Spirit. My friends, the sin against the Holy Spirit is the only sin that God will never forgive. And the sin against the Holy Spirit is to go throughout your life constantly rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ and then dying without the only Savior of the world and mankind. My friends, you can mock God, you can mock the Lord Jesus Christ, but if you know and have had a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit— and you mock him, it's over. Because you have mocked the very power of God that gives you your every breath. My friends, today, let us go to prayer. 
If you are asking the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart for the first time, I pray that you are overjoyed right now, that you feel the joy of the Lord bubbling up in your, in your heart and in your spirit right now. And my friends, if you would like to rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ today, you can do that too. You may be doing everything that you know to do, but you may just want a closer walk with the Lord Jesus. You may want more from him. You, want to may, you may want to know more about his word. You may want to operate more in the power and anointing of his Holy Spirit. My friends, it is available if you will just surrender, keep your life clean, know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly, and seek the Lord God for the indwelling power of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues that is outlined in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. My friends, and today, if you are backslidden, the only thing I can say to you is the Lord God has made the provision through Jesus Christ for you once. And now it is very hard for you to come back because you have turned your back on the Lord Jesus Christ and you are out in the world of sin again which is to mock God in a way that is just very sad. And Satan has his claws in you, such as never before. But today, my friends, put it all behind you. Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of these sins and to bring you back into his fold. And my friends, he surely will do that very thing if your heart is sincere and you will turn from your sin. And with that said, my friends, let us pray. If you will repeat this prayer with me today, the Lord Jesus Christ will come into your life. He will enrich your life if you already are walking with him. And my friends, he will receive you back if your heart is a, of a broken and contrite heart and spirit. Today, he will receive you back and put you back upon that straight and narrow path that you have veered off from. And with that said, let us pray. Dear Lord God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We thank you for the gift of the precious and holy shed blood of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, I come to you today with a broken heart and contrite spirit and ask that you would please forgive me of my sins. Set me upon that straight and narrow path which leads to life everlasting that few there be that ever find it. And to have the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit walk with me day in and day out, teaching me to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And I know that in this hour I have become your child. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would walk with me and guide me and lead me into all truth and righteousness and bring all things to my remembrance that the Lord God has set down in his word and that you would teach me to know it, know it well, and know it correctly, that I may be ready, watching, and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious and holy name, I pray, amen and amen. And my friends, with that said, it's a wrap. Thank you once again for tuning in today for Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast here on the DoubleWideNetwork.com. Folks, don't forget to visit StreamsAZ.org daily on the web for updates on prophetic news from around the world. And stay connected with me via social media and Twitter by visiting the Streams in the Desert Live landing page at DoubleWideNetwork.com forward slash streams in the desert. This is Pastor Dana saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord, Master, Savior, and soon coming King and Messiah, yours too, I hope. And until we meet again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace until we meet again. Shalom, shalom. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us and of that there is no doubt.
Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on DoubleWideNetwork.com, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page which can be easily located on the doublewidenetwork.com Streams in the Desert Live landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?